Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Debate Till You Drop podcast. The topic for today's episode is one that I'm sure most of you have heard about, the Black Lives Matter movement in general, and more specifically, the role misinformation, disinformation, and fake news had in how everything played out this year with the death of George Floyd. But first, for the, it's time for the little tidbit of history you all know and love. Commonly, we refer to the press as the fourth state, or in some places, the fourth power. Now, this goes all, all the way back to the prelude of the French Revolution, and if you remember your history class, the, it, the states general. Of course, the clergy, the nobility, and the rest of us. Now, the fourth estate was a term coined what, by Edmund Burke, referring to the role the press had and should have in keeping the other three estates in check. So how does terminology from the 17th century help us understand all that went down a couple months ago? Well, the fourth estate led to the fifth estate as easily as day leads to nights, and the fifth estate has truly captured the heart and minds of the younger generation. The fifth estate is basically social media and the internet, which are undeniable the preferred tools of expression and communication for both millennials and Zoomers. Nothing demonstrates the power of the fifth estate like the George Floyd protest earlier this year. It also shows the enormous potential for disinformation and manipulations when emotions run high. So let's dive into the facts. We all know what happened in Minnesota on May 25, 2020. In the afternoon, the news broke of the police killing of George Floyd after a cop kneeled on his neck for eight minutes straight. Soon, condemnations poured in and around Minneapolis, protests broke out. As the protests grew into an international phenomenon, we saw them organized, documented, and fueled mostly through social media and the internet. It was in this chaotic environment that disinformation started to run rampant through social media, adding further fuel to a fire that turned peaceful protests into large-scale rioting, looting, and ultimately violence. Now, we here at this podcast understand the gravity of George Floyd's murder. However, we also aim to pierce through the echo chamber of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's, it, is, it is undeniable that in their genuine desire to do good, they behave more like a mob only looking for heads to roll rather than creating meaningful change. I think a fair assessment of the movement is that it got caught up so much in its own momentum and it felt such a surge of energy and support that it quite frankly did not know what to do with it. This is the great curse of grassroots movements. They are often not able to translate their ground level support into a socio-political force in the system. In other words, they have the bronze but not the brains. This is especially true when they have a very decentralized quote-unquote hierarchy. In the case of Black Lives Matter, this stalling out has been plenty obvious in their interactions with information and media. First, we had demands that their events be covered by journalists who were people of color. Then it was calls for the funding the police. And finally, there was the sad attempt at putting their ideas in practice that was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Sun also known as the biggest joke of 2020. Throughout these events, Black Lives Matter and the people who showed up to riot and loot have demonstrated 
that they do not know how they're going to get whatever it is they want. Even if they had the political will, the money, the support of large swaths of the population, they would still probably behave the way they have done. Like a baby with an acetylene torch, they neither understand what they have nor know how to use it for the benefit of anyone outside of their philosophy class. Instead, all they do is flood social media and the internet with outrageous demands, campaigns of misinformation, and propaganda glorifying violence and riots. However, I cannot in good faith paint them all with the same brush. I have met my fair share of Black Lives Matter activists that fit the aforementioned description down to the combat boots and the Molotov cocktail. Nevertheless, I am also happy to say that I have also met a handful of them with impressive minds, impressive intellects, and even more impressive hearts. It is my hope that the latter becomes more common at the expense of the former. Well, everyone, that is it for today. Remember to always keep an open mind and more importantly, open eyes. Please, you miss out on our next episode. I want to thank all of you fine people for listening to this episode. In two weeks, we don't know what relevant topic we're going to be tackling. I am your host, Pavel Islas, and I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.